Hello, this is the Better Strangers audio version of the article, Bad Political Habits to Stop in 2023, or in any year. These are just bad habits, so, you know, it doesn't matter when you're doing them. Uh, it's written by me, Matt Hirschberger. I used to be one of Facebook's political debate kings. Long essays and passion pleas, days spent in argument with total strangers, jobs and relationships neglected in the crafting of a withering reply. The posting was, outside occasional volunteering and donations, the entirety of my political activism. After Trump's election in 2016, when it became clear that Facebook had profited massively off of misinformation campaigns led by both the president-elect and shady foreign operatives, as the reality of what algorithms driven by negativity and controversy-driven engagement could do to a national debate, I began to step back. My political beliefs have not gotten any weaker and certainly haven't moderated, but the strategy that myself and so many others were pursuing felt useless at best and at worst actively in the service of some of the darkest forces at work in our modern political world. Engaging in debate with a Nazi, after all, gives the Nazi a boost in the algorithm. In the intervening years, I found a way to, st uh, to still have a political life that has felt both more effective and more fulfilling off of the internet, and I thought I'd share the habits that I've kicked here that have helped. Number one, stop arguing with your conservative family members. I know, it's hard, because these are the people that you care most about in the world, and the fact that they believe something repellent is really difficult to stomach. But the hard truth is that people's minds don't change because of rational debate. People all exist inside their own reality tunnels, you do too, and sometimes they have to believe in a lie in order to function in the world. Say you have a relative who fought in an American war and was traumatized by the experience. Say they framed this trauma in their mind as a sacrifice made in the name of a country and a set of ideals that they believe in. And say you know that said war was unjust and not about, the, not about freedom so much as it was about the capitalist exploitation of the conquered land. And you can pick any war here. Isn't it kind of understandable that the relative might be hesitant to throw an entire belief system out the window, especially a belief system that has given meaning to their trauma just because you have better facts on their side? Arguing with family members is fraught because it has all of the other baggage of being in a family and all of the personal issues and quarrels bundled into the politics. It's also an enormous expenditure of energy to try and flip one single vote. Instead of going after a specific person, find people who are like-minded locally and think of something you can do together to make your community a better place. My pet project for the past five years has been, has been libraries. It will likely stay libraries, but you could also get involved in local schools, in environmental causes, in citizen science projects, in racial justice actions, or in historic preservation, to just name a few. You've got a finite amount of time and energy to spend on this. Spend it wisely. Don't argue with your family about politics. If you must try to convert them, just expose them to what you're doing and maybe invite them along. Seeing something positive being done may make them more open to your ideas than a reasoned debate. Number two, get off the internet. This place is designed to suck the life out of you. Get off the internet. Maybe after finishing this newsletter. I gave book recs on this topic earlier in the week. There's a link to that in the article. Uh, the internet is an attention economy, which means it's designed to exploit your cognitive biases to keep you online as much as humanly possible. This is not healthy for you, and it's not good politics. The internet is only effective as a supplement to political action. It's useful for the sharing of ideas and tactics, but none of that is useful if you go down, if you put, unless you put down the phone and go outside. And it's important to remember that much of the stuff you think is useful is actually designed to trigger your confirmation bias or is insidiously planting misinformation in your brain to try and make you into a wingnut. Yes, I understand the irony of me writing this on the internet. The truth about politics on the internet is that it's not useful to engage with people you don't trust. My hope is that you trust me because of my past writing, my TikToks, my posts, our personal relationship, or whatever. 
If you don't, maybe don't listen to me. I promise you, fighting me in the comments is not going to be fun for either of us. Three, get your news from books or long-form writing. First, I want to acknowledge that it's important to stay updated about what's going on in the world, but modern news media is not necessarily keeping you well-informed. This isn't the fault of the journalists so much as it is part of the structure of modern news. Because news has to be constantly breaking, articles, videos, programs, or whatever tend to focus on what happened today without putting as much emphasis on the context that the event took place in. Now, if you are a leftish bent, which hopefully you are if you're spending time listening to this, you'll have encountered this fact in recent years. How many white people, like myself, knew the full extent of police brutality before the George Floyd protests? How many men knew the extent of harassment and sexual violence before me, too? How many white people knew the extent of anti-Asian discrimination prior to COVID? It's important to get the deeper context, the history, and the perspectives of other sections of the community if we really want to understand what's going on in our world, and we can't do that with 500-word articles and two-minute videos. You've got to read more in-depth stuff. So consider taking some time off of daily news and instead reading, I don't know, The Warmth of Other Suns, The Sixth Extinction, or A People's History of the United States. Also, just as an aside on this, don't worry so much about bias. I've got an article linked there. It's my Be More Biased article, which talks about how, like, Actually, bias, unbiased isn't a thing in news, and people spend all their time worrying about getting something balanced, and that's not the point of reading things. Number four, uh, final one actually, go hyper-local. A lot of what turns people off to politics is how slow it can move. I learned this in Washington, D.C. in the early uh, 2010s when I was working on the issue of immigration. It was next to impossible to get any sort of immigration reform passed. Prior to my working in the Capitol, the most recent major immigration reform had been under Ronald fucking Reagan. We got close in 2013, but guess what? We didn't actually get it through. So while there has technically been national progress on that issue in my lifetime, that progress happened when I was five months old, and I now have two kids that are older than that, and I have gray hairs in my beard. If you really want to make change, try focusing your efforts locally. This is often still a tricky fight, but it's one that has more victories and more space for you to be creative and to build something new. If you live in a small town, the barrier to entry is incredibly low. Literally, just show up. That's it. If you live in a bigger city, you might need to pay more dues, so scale it back. Start in your neighborhood. I promise, politics can be as simple as building a little free library, handing out native food seeds to your neighbors, joining a mutual aid network, or starting a local radical book club. It's genuinely that easy. An important aside to this is that you should not assume that elections are the only form of politics worth engaging in. Oftentimes, candidates aren't chosen by the people so much as they are by connected insiders, and Americans spend a truly bonkers amount of time and money on their elections. All politics start at at the grassroots, so if your local electoral political scene is reactionary and conservative to the point where you couldn't possibly unseat anyone, then find people who aren't right wing and start building something together. Uh, Thank you for your time. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't, um, and I will talk to you guys soon.